And now, introducing your We Like Sports podcast, standing at guard. He is six foot one, weighing in at eight grams. This is Riggs, standing at your other guard from the Freedom Mason College, Keith Migra. Standing at forward, he's six foot, Peyton. Vince, standing at center, he is the professional one, Parker Pierce, and our producer, Tyler Piggott. Did you share it? And welcome to the We Like Sports podcast. Yes, Parker Pierce, I did. All right, good. That's Parker Pierce talking alongside with the Riggs, Peyton, Brian Fluke, the producer. We are live from the studios of Street <laughs> and Street. We're at Riggs's house. Yes, uh, we um, we wanted to give a little bit of a change of scenery for everybody here on the We Like Sports podcast. Everybody knows Keith's a big shot, and that's why we didn't go. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Big shout out to Keith and the KM Voice family. Big shout out. Shout out, yeah. <laughs> big shout out, yeah. Shout out because, you know, they're hunting, they're shooting guns, and they're, you know, killing things in a positive way. And we just want to, you know... <laughs> hey, all I know, all I know right now is I just got my brand new... Very amazing bro tank from the We Like Sports podcast. And speaking of guns, I know they got all their guns that they're shooting on film and stuff. And they're going to be like, they're going to be doing like such cinematic stuff. All I know is the only guns that really matter are the ones right here in Cleveland, Ohio, baby. Nice. nice, Right here on Parker Pierce. See these guns? They pop, pop. Get yourself a bro tank from the We Like Sports podcast. <clears throat> Very new shirts, everybody. Um, I like these a lot better than the original shirts. I mean, I do like the original <laughs> shirts. But the original shirts kind of suck. They, they kind of suck, but on a humble and great aspect of it, you know, I was happy to be a part of it with, you know, you and the other guy, you know, so let's move forward, everybody. Well, Absolutely. we are moving forward, and speaking of going forward... Peyton Hillis what? loved my mustache. Fun I, fact. Did, Riggs, the, did you hear this oh part? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Before we get into sports, so in the backfield, Thursday, Wait, oh, you guys were geez. busy. I'm bringing this up again. So we were, you guys were busy. I ended up going, and so I asked Peyton Hillis when I had the Fu Manchu still, cleanly shaven, by the way, now, but... Cleanly shaven. I know for all you guys that are specific. Do you get like five o'clock shadow that lasts for like three weeks? No, is that is what happens? A problem. I mean, I, I swear to God, three weeks from now, your your face is gonna still look the same. You just can't find a razor that cleans as tightly and closely as Manscaped does. I think that I think that's what's going on. You just have this awful thing going on with your face. Use the promo code Sports with Z S P O R T Z Manscaped. Shave your balls. Because so are we going to get into sports or what? I was getting into the story really quick, oh, but we're plugging gotcha. everything possible for the last gotcha. 10 minutes. So anyways, Peyton Hillis, I asked him, because it was a while, and I'm like, you know what, everyone's been giving me crap, why don't I get a professional professional's opinion? And I go, hey Peyton. And he goes, yeah Peyton? Oh, and I went, so I'm like, this facial hair, I'm like, what are your thoughts on this? I'm like, because I've been getting a lot of crap, I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, honestly, he goes... Well, you know, I actually like it. Like, you, 
you have the ability to actually grow a proper mustache. Because it didn't touch the nose, but it's bushy on the sides. I like it. I'd keep it. Tyler, our producer, also said, don't tell anybody, but I'm a fan of it. So, I mean, overall, that whole entire month... What about Keith Migra? Is he a fan of it? Keith Migra doesn't even text me back anymore. <laughs> well, I'm... Jesus Christ. Silent, told the whole entire world. Yeah, because it's gone now. What? Jesus. All right, so so what what has every other person you know or every other guest that you have ever, we have ever had on the We Like Sports podcast, what have they said about your particular facial hair? I'm pretty sure one person from uh, the radio station you're working on Friday nights, I'm pretty sure he had something to say about it, didn't Our he? buddy uh, Troy Bumgarner. Yeah, Troy probably did Shout say. Shout out, Troy. I, I, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of crap, a lot of flack, but I also got compliments. I mean, it's a fresh start. It's 2020, almost the end of it. We're almost in 2021. I'm just waiting to actually see how this Where comes in. Where are you going with this? We were just making fun of the way your face looked with that. I'm talking about you're fresh saying, starts. I'm single. You're, you're saying that one person's opinion matters more than... The other 80 opinions about your facial hair? Ranscrawlingwith.com okay. <laughs> Either way, crawling with thank the God. Cat, so we're done. At least he's back to normal. So now that we're since on an even plane here, and your face is completely Shaping. even, yeah. at least it's not scaped. <laughs> What's our first topic of the day? How so about the first topic tip is off. the tip-off. Also, Parker, you're not competing get in the ring to go That's ahead. Right. You're going to be the one that comes up with the topic? Actually, because well, I really kind of have a topic. So it's going to be bad. I have, I have many Save topics. Save it for next week. I'm Write just, it down. I'm just using the left side of my brain right now. Nice. Once I get the right side going, I'll pick the topic. But the tip-off is the Buccaneers versus Giants game, Monday Night Football. We went into that game thinking it's going to be a blowout. Why is it on Monday Night Football? The Giants should have won that game. Tom Brady, they, he looked bad. The whole mm-hmm. ter- both teams looked bad, but the Giants looked good against a good team because they're bad. I was shocked actually seeing that game, honestly, because I thought it was honestly going to be a blowout. In a way, it was a very, it was a, ch- it was, it was a chess game to me watching that. You know, like of course, you know, you're not going to go out there and you're not going to lose your best player on the field or your rook or your bishop. You're going to take your time. You're going to strategize it. The game came down to the wire. Once again, I see Brady is frustrated. I'm not saying he's frustrated playing for Tampa Bay. He's frustrated in a new offense because it's how many weeks now? He's smashed his Eight helmet weeks. down. He's screaming. He's yelling. He's cussing. Of course, Gronk is his target. That's his boy. You know, that's his right-hand man. They just passed Jerry Rice and Joe Montana for yeah. uh, receiving yards and stuff, correct? Yeah, like two weeks ago. Exactly. So... What I get out that situation is Tom Brady just needs to calm down. He needs to mellow out. You're not in the AFC anymore, homeboy. You're in a new era. You're in a new whole division, and people are gunning for you, dude. They really because okay, look at it like this. You're not gonna come to this side of the neighborhood and think you're gonna get that stuff off you did over there. No, dude. Whole another game. Whole another ballpark. It's gonna be a rough rest of the season. I feel like for Tampa Bay. It's it's okay. It, no, I don't. I don't see it as being a rough. I say rough. I as don't. In it's, like it's not gonna be. No, here's why it's not gonna be rough. You see Tom Brady get mad. Yeah, when do you see him get mad? Only in the playoffs. Only when he's hungry for something. You never saw it during the regular season. He's when doing he it was the regular season now. No, but but during the regular season in his entire time in New England, 
He was in the weakest division in Facts. football. Facts. He was in the weakest division, which means he never had to bring that fire into the playoffs. But what happened in the playoffs? Even when he faced subpar offense, subpar defenses in his own division, kind of like the Cleveland Indians over the past 10 years, instead of stumbling and bumbling and crumbling in the playoffs, whoop, that's a crisp Tom burning. Brady... Went from being in the weakest division and dominating it for year after year after year to turning it into championships. And I think so that's now the he, thing. Tom too. Brady brings the fire when he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Right now, Tampa Bay has been a great offense team. They've been so great with their skill positions. They've had Mike Evans. I mean, I mean, I'd even go back to when Cadillac Jones was in in the, in the league. Vincent Jackson, too, the wide receiver. Vincent Jackson was even there. I mean, they've been talented ever since 2002 in the skill position. They just have never been able to find their quarterback. Yeah, that's they've true. Been, they've they been in the Chris Browns. Sims. They, they ever, had ever, ever, ever since ever since Johnson, when they won the Super Bowl in 2002, mm. they have not been able to find their quarterback. They've had the skill. They've had the talent. They can't find their leader. Tom Brady is the person who's finally bringing Tampa Bay, and he's bringing that fire early, and he's shown him. And t- I'm I'm not gonna lie, watching how Tom Brady's performing right now, I could see him playing for another two years. Now, but don't you think though, like, okay, if you're a Carolina Panthers or if you're uh, the Saints or any other team in the NFC, Tom Brady from the AFC, like you said, came from a weak ass division. You think you're gonna bring that down here, homeboy? Even if they do beat their ass, I'm gonna play you really hard, regardless. That's what I mean by what I'm saying. It's going to be. It could be a possible harder task for Tom Brady. He's not going to have that Bills, um, Buffalo, and Miami yes. easy ass schedule. He's going to be seeing a little bit more competition down there. He might beat some of their asses, but they will know. Like, hey, but your you, defensive you, you tackle know, hit you me. Know, I know who you know the hell it's he kind is. of funny. You know, it's kind of funny to me is that Tom Brady decides to leave just as the Buffalo Bills get you good. Get really, tough. Really, really what does that tell you? Yeah. As soon as when the they going get Bills tough, get the tough, tough get going. Tom Brady, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, he's facing a very aging Drew Brees, who is yeah, this who seems to be struggling. I mean, they're they're, they're above five hundred, but but they 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 don't seem like that that actual New Orleans offense. Tom or uh, Drew Brees without well, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas has been missing. Without mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees can't get into a rhythm. It seems it's like. He's struggling and he's using his veteran presence to win games, but he's not doing it by much. And like the thing is too is with like the Buccaneers, I feel like everybody in like the Tampa, Florida area, they were expecting Tom Brady to come in and just kick ass. Like that was it. They were expecting mm-hmm. him to dominate. But it's kind of similar to like how when the Cavs in 2014 yep. had all these stars, you had Kyrie, you had LeBron, they never played with each other ever. You had Kevin Love that involved. You didn't have team chemistry, and you didn't see them succeed until halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. If when this trades is, were made, and-, and if this is the season now, it I think six and two for the Buccaneers. If that's the, the, what they have right now, and they haven't had the chemistry yet, and you're adding Antonio Brown, you're adding Antonio Brown, which we were talking about this on Friday at the radio station. We were saying, I'm like, Antonio Brown, like, I'm not happy he sent the Buccaneers, but that's probably because I'm bitter. I don't think he has it because I'm bitter. I don't like the fact that he's going somewhere when 
if he didn't make mistakes, that could be a team with Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, you're being but, biased right now. Never mind. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So pretty much what he's complaining about, since, I mean, they've had so much more success than us, is pretty <laughs> much like us complaining about, like, Josh Gordon going to somewhere else. Or, or like, a Terrell Pryor. Like, oh, man, well, why do you have to do that to us? No, I, Antonio Brown to the Steelers means as much as a Terrell Pryor or a Josh Gordon does to the Cleveland Browns. Get over it. You guys have been winning. You guys are successful. You guys are, what, 7-0 now? Yes, we yeah. are. Yeah, frig off. We're not happy about it. Look. Could you repeat that? Stop. What'd you say? We're not happy about it. This We're not happy Steelers. about it. We're Steelers not happy about 7-0. This is the shout-out to anybody who likes any other team that plays the Pittsburgh Steelers I hope to God that your team beats the Pittsburgh Steelers just one time. Or unless Pittsburgh, they make the playoffs and they take a loss when it really counts. The loss where you have to pack your shit and go home. And I apologize for that. So Riggs ended Usually up... Usually in January, right? Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. Riggs texted me on Sunday. And he texted me and I asked him if he was home from work. Didn't text me back because he was pissed the Steelers won. And he went, I would have did something if it was like a 911, but it wasn't an emergency, so I didn't care. And then Monday he texts me, and he goes, I'm not mad at you, but I'm mad at you. And I, then he goes, somebody better beat your effing football team ASAP. And I went, LMAO, 7-0. and Alright, so we're still on the tip-off, which, was, <laughs> which started with the Bucks versus the Giants, and it was a terrible Monday Night Football. That's what we started with, yeah, right? we could go back mm-hmm. to that. Alright, that was the tip-off, everybody. Now let's get in What's the ring. What's our... Oh, we're going to get in the ring. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh-huh. you got to time that, so get your phone ready. Yeah. Give me your phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's the topic? You know what? I could go on uh, what better water you like, either the purified or the extra purified. Purified. But we're going to go with sports topics. So, fellas, I know one of you are not a Browns fan. wonder who. Are you worried? Or are you extremely worried after Baker Mayfield's performance this past week against the Raiders, Ooh. in a very, very game, in a very, very difficult game with weather conditions, that was a must-win game, and kind of a you know decipher to see where these two teams are at compared to the rest of the NFL. I go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me know. When so you're are you going to be very worried or worried? I'm going to be very way, worried. I'm a little bit worried. I'm going to be very worried, so give me a ding ding. Okay. Ding ding. All right. I'd be very worried if I was a Browns fan just because Baker Mayfield, it was a snowy game. It was windy. It was Cleveland-like conditions that you have to get used to. Hugh Jackson was freezing his ass off when he jumped in the lake, but that's something you get used to when you're in Cleveland. He skipped in. Anyways, when you end up having that kind of weather throughout December and January... You're going to end up facing five games of just trouble when you should be successful. You have five seconds. Why are you not using He's an Oklahoma time? kid, but instead in Cleveland, oh he's not used God. to the weather. He needs oh to adjust. My God. You had five seconds. And I still had one second over. I thought I had You five. had five seconds, and you just went blank there. You made two very, very, very good points, and they both had to deal with the weather. But... You're right. They're going to have five-plus weeks where they're going to be in non-good conditions 
Because they're either gonna be playing in Cleveland or in the AFC or the AFC North. Baltimore. You know, you got Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're not fun. Cincinnati's even not fun to play with sometimes in December. So Baker has to get used to these weather conditions. That is that is a big thing. I think that uh in his first year, in his rookie year, there were a lot of games where they were cold, but you didn't have the conditions. It wasn't windy. It was just cold. I mean, it hasn't So ba- we haven't like seen Baker throw through the wind a whole lot yet. But I gave you two. You, 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 you did all right. I did not like you comparing or even saying the name Hugh Jackson. Um, I'm Sorry, a, But Dad. it was okay. Um, if you didn't use Hugh Jackson jumping in the lake, you would have had three. He skipped in. Yeah, he skipped in pretty much. He did not it was jump, terrible. and I expected him to jump off from the pier from the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yes, but he just ran. He ran it from like Edgewater, or at like, least, or at least off a little uh, shrimp boat or something. Exactly. Well, whatever. All right, like All a right, little so fish. I I hug. So I have. So I'm worried about what again? You're you're worried, but you're like not that worried about Baker Mayfield's performance. Okay. Last week and how the rest of the season will go for him. Ready? Ding, ding, ding. Three, two, one. Ding, ding. I'm really not that concerned about Baker Mayfield's performance because, one, there's no excuse about the weather conditions. He will get used to it. I am concerned and worried that he is not 100% healed just yet and that he is trying too hard and too fast. I'm also worried and concerned that him and Hollywood Higgins are not going to connect and click that well on offense. I'm also worried and concerned that Nick Chubb is going to try too hard, too fast, but he's going to do well, and I just need him Stop. to fit in. Yeah, oh, you got three. So, you let's actually three. break I, it to, down. To be, on, okay, to, be honest, to be honest with you, you brought up the fact that Nick Chubb, you, you think he might push back too hard, which is going to affect the rest of the season, we, which is going to affect Baker later in the rest of the season if he gets through these past or these next couple games. Uh, you also brought up his connection with Hollywood Higgins. And with Hollywood Higgins, I think he needs to be more, you know, he needs to be his guy. Like, Hollywood Higgins needs to be his number two behind Jarvis Langer at all times. I mean, that's your Reggie Wayne almost, if you're mm. Baker Mayfield, you know? You need that guy. I, th- I feel like he could be like a Jarvis Landry and be that type of guy eventually. Correct. But... It has to be with Baker Mayfield. It can't be with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that they, just, they just had that connection. It goes to you show know? you that Odell Beckham Jr. didn't and have then, an impact because people were thinking that it was going to be a cakewalk if you're a Browns fan, that Odell's out. It's all right, ones. we have Rashard Higgins. It's all right, we have Donovan no, Peoples-Jones no, that played it, no, in one game and got a touchdown. But also, I mean, Riggs, you did say that was his first game playing in the weather conditions. He's going to get used to it. I hope that he does get used to it, and he needs to get used to it. And that's why I'm giving you the extra half point, so you win by a half point. Thank you. That counts for betting, so I guess I'll take that if it's two and a half points. Yep. But anyways, though, with the fact of just get in the ring and the Browns having... That was something that a team in Los Angeles that's warm weather was able to outplay the Browns and the Browns' conditions. We'll obviously get into that a little bit more, but do you guys want to get into baseball really quick, and then we could end up taking a break at 8 o'clock, which we got nine minutes left. So we'll end up going general baseball, and then from there probably the Indians briefly. 
But Rob Manfred ends up opening, stating that he's open to neutral site World Series games, which I even mentioned back when that happened. I said it could be a possibility that Rob Manfred or the MLB likes this because you're not going to be cheating because none of your staff will be there. You're going to have eyeballs everywhere. It's just the home teams are going to be losing out on revenue. So the fact that I even called it is enough of a statement that I would imagine that Rob Manford would do this. But what are your guys' thoughts if this does happen? You know what's ridiculous? You know what is absolutely ridiculous is the fact that seven possible games in a World Series that could take up seven different days... In a 50,000-person stadium, it's not considered to be as valuable as the Super Bowl. Would you not want that to be in your home? Oh, we got the World Series. Oh, my God. We have this for an entire week and a half. You know, this this is going to get insane for a week and a half. Instead of the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, it, oh, we have press day. Oh, there's fan fun day here. This mm-hmm. is cool. You know, No, no. A week and a half of baseball. Could you imagine that? I would take that in my home city way over a Super Bowl. And that's that's a great idea to make the uh, World Series a neutral site. I'm now, mad I, because I didn't think of that. Now, what I would do to make the World Series a neutral site. Now, hear me out. I'm not going to. Uh, this is going to look like I'm not showing love to the West Coast. And I apologize. But the World Series is what? It's the Fall Classic. What? So I'm giving it. <laughs> so, I'm giving, <laughs> so I'm giving it to every single Midwestern. The tri-state area, everybody that if you get snow, sleep, or rain, or different color leaves falling in your front yard, you're gonna get the fall classic for that seven days in your hometown or your city. You so know, you're basing the fall classic off of leaves. Yeah, why not? It's the fall classic. Why, why would you take the fall classic? To California, yes, it's been played there before. Because it's of the nice out there. It should, be the, it should be the exact opposite of what the fucking. <laughs> of what the stupid Super Bowl does. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> oh, that was great. So, no, so it should be it, it should be the complete opposite. Like the Super Bowl plays in very very beautiful areas, or in a dome, or New York, or or New York. Like it should be the the fall classic should be in the worst stadiums possible. Tampa Bay. I mean, you got to play in Seattle with the roof open. You know, stuff Ooh. like that. Like, it's not going to be fun, you yeah, know? Chills. That that It was just the complete opposite of what the Super Bowl does. That would be neat for baseball. Exactly. And you get it for a whole week and a half. I think I think the NFL should do that for football because football is a rain, sleet, or snow type of weather. But that's, you know, big bucks talks when it comes to that. Well, there going on right now, too, if you were to have World Series in other areas. Yeah, you're not making nothing in the stadiums, but the bars and the local mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Highly impacted by because because you got to figure the Super Bowl, everybody has a Super Bowl party. Everybody has everybody has a Super Bowl party at local bars. Everybody has a big event for the Super Bowl. Everybody gets it on squares and prop bets and a lot of money. If you made the World Series feel as big as the Super Bowl, there would be so much profit in that for everywhere. I mean, the thing so, is, is the best comparison, look back at 2016, if you were downtown at all, 
or even 2016, I didn't even mention much topic, with the Indians specifically with that. You could also even compare the camps. If you look at that energy when you have not only your own team, but a team that's playing at your stadium, you're going to get random cross traffic to guys that are going to be actually there in their cities, so like a Chicago or New York, possibly for like MLB. But you have that, and that would be comparison to that energy. You're also just going to have guys that like baseball in your city. You're, imagine the just even more if the world's normal. If you went to the bar scene and you're just shooting the crap with some dude you don't even know that's from Arkansas, and you're just talking baseball because the Braves are in it, and you're just hanging out. That'd be right. That's just like what human interaction should be. Yeah, exactly. Not good. Give a round of applause for that one, people. Damn. Did you guys want to hit anything else? No, I don't. I have nothing. Nothing else to hit on, honestly. You gonna manscape it? I got a lot more to hit on, but not in this topic. Yeah. So we can move on to the next one, but we're gonna take a break real quick. You gonna manscape it? Because we gotta get him back on track. Ain't that right? Yep. And uh, seriously, everybody out there, manscape. Use the promo code Sports with Daisy. S P O R T Z. Ball toner, ball shaver, ball deodorant. How many times must I come on this podcast and talk <laughs> about my balls or shaving your balls? And you know what the best part is? Your balls will look better than Peyton's chin. Yeah, Ooh. that or my face two weeks ago. Manscaped, promo code sports with a Z. We'll be right back on the We Like Sports Podcast. And welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. Live from me and my roommate's dining room with professional Parker Pierce, Peyton Vince, Best friend, producer, Brian on the ones and twos back there. Big shout out to Cam Voice, Keith Meiger. Where you at, buddy? Where you at, buddy? But uh, also big shout out to our boys at CBD Delight. Keeps you calm. It keeps you balanced. 15 milligrams of CBD. It's odorless, colorless, tasteless. If you're having a bad day, I don't give a hell what it is. Put this in your drink. Put this in some food, ketchup, whatever you guys like to put it in. You can throw in your water. You know, you can give a double dose to Peyton so he calms down with his random gobblings. God, so I'm just going to give you my share because you need to be more balanced, bud. It can even mellow out a Pittsburgh fan in Ohio to humble yeah, them. It's hard to, but CBD Delight, it can accomplish that. That's for sure. Hell yeah. CBD, calm, yeah, balanced, and delighted. There you go. Man, I got my phone. All right. So we came back. We were talking more about MLB. I forgot. Oh yeah, I had this to mention. What are you talking about MLB? What? I got cake for you we guys. Why? What? 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 what, what? Wait, what in the MLB has to do with chocolate cake? No, I got cake for you guys. For the MLB? No, you for the NFL. The MLB. Listen, shut up. You know what your schedule is. The rest of the season, it's a piece of cake. I already had a couple. Are of you the rest serious? Of the season. A piece of cake is your schedule. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You got Indianapolis Bengals, a, yeah. Jaguars. You, you got a Dallas teams. You already played. I'm almost. I'm uh, not even. But you're, about you got to face week. a Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and Andy. Can Dalton you even has name COVID. the starter of the Dallas Cowboys who's going to play this week? He's like Neil Goodson or something. Yeah. No, it's with the no, D. no. It's Garrett Gilbert. No, it's not. That's false. It's that dude with the D. It's yeah, or, it's or, <laughs> number seven. That guy also no, did uh, the <laughs> N word too. It's going to be Garrett. That's Gilbert. what it is. They were talking they, about. They're that. talking either Garrett Gilbert or that whatever rush guy. Danucci. Ben Ganucci. Danucci. Yes. With the D last name. Yeah. I saw Garrett Gilbert. This is the guy, Ben DiNucci, number seven, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Eh, he'll be hurt in the first quarter. He's a James Madison University guy. 
That sounds terrible. So, so what? Do you, so what, what? What did the Cowboys have to do with this chocolate cake that you you brought out of here out of nowhere? Like, what's the deal with this thing? Oh well, during break you mentioned the fact that we were in Riggs's house, and you said I love this backdrop. Oh, it's nice. It's beautiful. I mean, that's that's a modern age microwave. There's a Keurig over there. I'm pretty sure I see a deep fryer. That's oh, yeah. that's definitely a, a ninja. There's a there. Oh my god, that's some Whole Food. That's some Whole Foods. That's a blender? Or no, that's a food process. Wow, what a thing. Crock-pot? Where's your air oh, fryer man. at, man? Air fryer's oh, no. down there, too. It's down there. Was that where the cake was? No, the cake was like, you on got, top of... You got it the creme to the creme of backdrops right here. Every appliance you need. Well, that's that's more Brian's bread and butter right there. He That's that's his, you know, his marquee. That's a shout-out to him. But we're going to talk more MLB. Yeah, we're going to get back into the MLB. So... We obviously hit on the World Series, taking that Super Bowl approach, which would be, I, I would say that would be interesting, of course, absolutely. But I did see this tweet out by SNYTV, so this is like a New York news station. They said, how would you feel about the trade? The Mets get Francisco Lindor, the Indians get Andres Jimenez, J.D. Martinez, and Ronnie Marcio. J.D. Martinez. But J.D. Martinez would be the name that stands out out of mm-hmm. all of them. And you if say you, J.D. Martinez? Yeah, J.D. Martinez. He all hit. right, this is going to sound very New York biased of me. J.D. Davis, my bad. Yeah, J.D. Davis. J.D. Martinez is the Red Sox. was an MVP candidate for the last three years. I don't care where Francisco... past 60 game season. I don't care where Francisco Lindor goes as long as he doesn't wear New York pinstripes. I'm fine. You can go to the Mets all day, homie. That's cool. I just I don't like the Yankees. I can't stand the Yankees. I don't I, even like I the kinda, way their caps look on the Yankees. I I actually kind of I kind of hope that he uh, does go to the Yankees because he's got to get rid of all the colored hair he does. Everything he does. Damn, I didn't his, think of that. Yeah, he likes to be. It's a grow. Yeah, you got to grow. He up. goes blue one year, blonde the next year. Silver. No, if you're with the Yankees, you're clean shave, clean cut, everything. You're going to see a whole new Francisco Lindor. And I'll tell you what, that'd be awesome if the Indians can get good again when Francisco Lindor is with the Yankees for several years and the Indians can upset them in the playoffs. So mm. this would be the return would, you're getting. That would be amazing. So J.D. Davis only has played in one full year, and that was in 2019. Last with year, him. you can't really judge with the Mets, and he was with Houston before that. But this full year, he had 22 homers, one triple, 22 doubles. This year? 2019. This year. Oh, last 2019 year. when it was a full season. But his batting average was 307. So that's one of your main people. You also have Andres Jimenez. Brought to you by BaseballReference.com. Great website. But he's going to be in the positions of shortstop, second baseman, third baseman. So he's pretty much a left side utility, utility guy. This year, 49 games, three doubles, two triples, three homers. A 263 batting average, and he looks like a small guy. He's 161, so it's always you want to bat your weight, right? That's always what you're taught. Hit your weight. That's all you got to do. That sound that sounds like that would be an excuse for the Dolans to cut a lot of salary cap. Mm. And then you also have Ronnie. That's what that sounds like. Don't want to quote Metallica, but sad but true. Yeah, and I think Marcio would be the last one. I think oh. he's a minor league. Uh, he'd be pretty yeah. much your prospect that you're getting in return. But, I mean, sooner or later we have to realize that the Indians aren't re-signing Francisco Lindor. You're right. And Troy even said, too, and this is the sad truth, and this kind of clears it up, but he said, I have heard from people, not listing anybody's name, but 
Francisco Lindor doesn't want to be here. He'll say anything to PR, but personally, up front, he will say, I want to leave. I mean, one, you got to respect. He wants to have that good fan favorite. Right, it's not being fake. It's also not burning any bridges on the way out. That's how I can look at it as. You know what I'm but saying? But behind closed doors, he is, though. That's the thing. To fans, he's not saying anything. He'll still sell his jersey, but, but that's happens, it. But what happens behind closed doors, they look at it more as, hey, we understand it's a business, but to us and mainly all the hot chicks in Ohio, they're going to miss their Frankie. Oh, my God. Did you get to the chocolate cake? Yeah, it is. Why didn't you eat it yet? I'm not eating it. It's not that. It's not. Like, oh, I, I, so I Riggs was comparing. Nobody even caught that, but Riggs was comparing Francisco Lindor's jersey sales to all the girls that. Go rephrase that one more time. Oh my God, where's my Francisco Lindor? Everyone that's watching this podcast right now, Riggs is jealous. No, well, no. Get at us on any one of our social social media and tell us how many hot girls you know that are Francisco Lindor fans. I guarantee you guys can name more than two or three, or more than on your own one hand. All hot girls like Francisco Lindor. I don't know. Like maybe my cat was even a Francisco Lindor fan. <laughs> Who knows? So, anyways, Probably. it's just the sad truth though that at the end of the day, Francisco Lindor is gone. He's not gonna come back. He wants to make his money. He's not worth his money so, personally. But it's just sad and upsetting because that's what's gonna be the future. Because you don't have a shortstop or shortstop that you're comfortable with. Because Lindor is what you have known for I'm, the last. Eight, seven years. I'm, I'm going to kind of go with this. I don't think the Trav are going to have a team here anyway in 2024 once the lease is up. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, we yeah. did last week and I don't I like don't, it. I don't, don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, but I think it might happen and I'm nervous about it. So if that happens, they need to keep the stadium up and I want to like run the bases, get dirty. Turn it into League Park 2.0. Something. Is that what you want to do with it? I, I just want to just Two get walls dirty on it. And, and, and a turf field for kids to play on? I want to run it. Is that it. what you want to turn it into? Take my cat. That's what League Park turned into. I played there once. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, I'm a Make-A-Wish kid, that's why. So, anyways. We're going to end up getting into the free agency. Top 100 free agency. Just the first kind of like outstanding ones and then we're going to get into the Indians possible 2021 lineup because it gets a little bit more sadder but anyways JT Rilamuto is expected five years 110 million dollars Trevor Bauer one year 31 million dollar that's possibly what they're considering that he would get one year 31 million dollars. Yo. Well, okay, okay, dude. Cuz well, this is what he wants to do. This is the time this when he wants an, to do the no, one year thing. No, no, this is an ongoing issue with you, Peyton. What oh, is with your Trevor Bauer? With freaking Trevor Bauer. I can't even say his name right. It's Bauer. <laughs> I cannot stand him. Oh. I don't even think why about Why is he on the show every single week, Peyton? Because I like drones. Oh my goodness. Oh, you like drama. $31 million? You saw Trevor Bauer pitch for 60 games. Yeah, he did pretty well. He was Cy Young comparable for that time period. But in every single year that he pitched with the tribe where he was relevant, he went through that stretch where he was Cy Young material. Yes. But he gets out of that stretch and he becomes the normal pitcher he is, which makes him just a bit above average. Not Cy Young material. He just hit his hot stretch in the right 60-game period. I guarantee 
that he's you, not worth thirty one million dollars. If you own the baseball team or on any one of your systems, you have Trevor Bauer on a fantasy team, or even if you play fantasy baseball, he's on your fantasy team. See right there, I'm breaking him because he knows I'm right. <laughs> but anyways, this is the some fan that was in one of the groups that I'm on on Facebook actually had. Top what 50. a source. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a source. One of the groups I was on. No, he had a top 50 of where he thinks free agents are going and just was do the what-if possibility. He thinks Bauer's going to the White Sox. JT is going to go to the Padres, which they need a catcher. Uh, Wait, we're going to go through 50 of these? No, I'm just going through the ones that are outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> George Springer is going to the Yankees. Uh, Justin Turner staying at the Dodgers. Michael Brantley to the White Sox. He's going very White Sox heavy, so it makes you wonder if they're actually going to be because they made some type of noise this year. Yep, and they have Tony Larusa as the manager. They think Carlos Santana is actually going to the Blue Jays. Hold on, Carlos Santana. They think is going to the Blue Jays. And on this list, too, nobody is going to the Indians. It's okay. a free agent. Okay. That's kind of sad. Well, that's because the Indians are going to tank. So since we're off the topic of Cleveland sports, let's talk about real news. And that's Tony La Russa going to Detroit. Not hip. That's news Or Chicago. Me. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. 76, no, who went, No, old. no. Uh, the guy from... Uh, AJ Hinch, went, AJ to, uh, Hinch went to Detroit. That was big news, too. Alex Cora went back to back the Red to Sox. Bo- yeah. But we need to talk about Tony La Russa, how father time he is coming into a 2021 season. With COVID. Being that old. How does he like relate to players nowadays? How, how do you manage a team like this? Well, my grandson was your age. Right. What's he going to be telling stories about, you know, Mickey Mantle when he saw him as a kid? I mean, unless unless he's confident enough to know that he can... Re- how can I put this? His last time being a manager was in 2011. Ten years later. Yeah, when they won Ten the World, when years they, when, later. When they won the World Series against the Texas Rangers. He is 76 now. 66 was the last he went time. Out maybe, on top. Maybe, he went out on top, but now he wants back in. What may, do you think about maybe that? He that might not, that's, that's almost 10 years, though. Maybe he might not have that old-school manager's mentality where I'm the old man, I'm the skipper, I'm the captain. What I say, go. No. Well, how would you like to do it? Okay, well, let me suggest this. I'm going to give you a sense of identity and kind of throw in a little bit of old-school tactics in there. Who knows? And, you know, God bless him for being that confident in his game and wanting to Rick, come Riggs, back, do, Riggs, do you think that's something baseball needs, though, with everybody getting, like, these huge personalities and, like, thinking they're worth $400 million like Francisco Lindor does? Do you think that maybe, like, more guys like La Russa who are like, no, this is more of a team thing? It's not an individual and, thing. I mean, maybe this he, could he, be a start he, of a he trend. He had Pools for 10 years, before, and then Pools, but Pools did go off and... Still got that ten year deal mm-hmm. for three hundred though. That was under La Russa. And then, but the thing is though, is that maybe this opens the door for guys like Jimmy Leland. But, or but that's the, that's, Jim Leland. But that's the other thing though. But that's because he's the same age. Pools, Pools. At the time when Pools made that deal, Pools was already a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was a guaranteed Hall of Famer. That's why he made that deal. If he Francisco Lindor. If he retired tomorrow, he's not a guaranteed, not even a considerate for the Hall of Fame. Just Hall of Fame for hot chicks. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Grady Sizemore. If, 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 if Lindor retired today, he's like a Grady Sizemore. But you cannot guarantee that type of money to somebody who's not a guaranteed Hall of Famer 
like Pujols was. Even though Pujols ended up flopping and failing, I could never give that type of money to somebody. A-Rod was the one before that. Mm-hmm. Those two. A-Rod and Pujols were the only ones I understood giving that type of money, even though they didn't work out as well, because they mostly never do. But I could never see giving a guy who's only three, or, you know, four or five years in the league you know that a four hundred million dollar deal. It's just the thing is though is that it. when like ten years ago, the last time Tony Larusso was around, you had these long contracts, ten year, three hundred million, but they always didn't pan out. You had your poo holes. Is that near the tail end? He's irrelevant now. You have Miguel Cabrera, same thing, irrelevant. Mark Teixeira didn't even finish out his deal. I didn't think Arod did either. Back then, you did not have that long-term commitment now you actually have 10-year deals and they're signing them younger like Bryce Harper 25 26 signing a 10-year this is going to be what age like three years early four years earlier than what Miguel Cabrera is doing it seems so it makes you wonder if this is possibly just different times and how he's going to adjust I, I have a quick question for you guys who's the greatest hitter that never took steroids man like modern day, and, and it relates to the it relates to this whole salary thing. And no, I, I, I never took steroids. No, even if he took steroids at any point in his career, I'm gonna have to say Ichiro. Ichiro probably has to be the one because he was always in consideration for leading the league in hits. He'd have like 250 hits and made it normal. Okay, he has so, like 4,000, I think, career all right, hits. So you say Ichiro? That's fair. Who'd you say, Riggs? I don't know why I'm thinking like the first person that comes to mind is Cal Ripken Jr. Okay, Cal Ripken. That's fair. It would have to be a mix between... Ken Greatest hitter of all time, though? I mean, that, that's just the first person that came to my mind. Griffey and Babe Ruth. Because, I mean, okay. Ruth had in his time period... Is this a Jimmy Fieber question? Okay, so let me... All right, so... Sponsored by... It was like no hard... That was hard to do back then. And he also was the first one so, to hit it out of stadiums that had never been hit out of. Brian is talking about Babe Ruth, which I agree with him, but he also brought up Ken Griffey Jr. And Ken Griffey Jr. is my pick. And you know what the craziest thing about Ken, Ken Griffey Jr.? Is he was injury-plagued. Yep. He should have had the home run record. And he only had short-term contracts. Hmm. He bounced back from team to team, but put together one of the most incredible careers. So would you call him a drifter? So no, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is No, that's Gypsy Freebird. What I'm saying is that sometimes maybe it, I feel like the pressure for these big deals get to guys and they end up collapsing. Griffey never had that pressure. He just went out and bet, he was a great hitter every day and just put together a great career in a bunch of different uniforms in Seattle and Cincinnati, Chicago. I mean, he played he, he just bounced back and forth between all those teams and, I mean, put together one of the greatest careers of all time in, in, in the, the heaviest steroid era ever. Mm. What do you think he was his greatest team he played for? Like, where he was Seattle. Seattle or early Cincinnati. I, I would definitely say Seattle. Oh, yeah, though. that's what I think of Seattle like, when like I think of Ken nine, Griffey. 98 through, like, mm. 2001. That's when he got his home run derby for, game. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what, the what, time yeah. he got the most. He was the actual the uh, first baseball player to get the most contracts for video game contracts. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, on the N sixty four. Was somebody? Yeah, home run derby. Wait, yeah. actually, that just this actually that game. Time yep. up. Super Sega. Justin Doan's PS two reviews. We have to play the clip. He sent another one. Topic today. The game today 
is actually MLB The Show 06. Ooh, I had that one. I did too. That was actually, in that game, I specifically hit, I think, I um, I had like the career Who home was on run the record. Cover of that one? That was 06. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero, right? Or was that 05? No, that was MV. Oh, Vlad? Hold on. I'm not I think sure. our producer's I think Ryan I'm going to beat him too. I know Ryan Howard was, he was 08. 08. Yeah. 07 was somebody from the Met. No, that was 2K7 was. Uh, oh, David Ortiz. That was the one. David oh, Ortiz. Big pop, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, though, I was on the Indians. I hit the Ken Griffey swing, ironically enough. And I hit like 800 career home runs, and the game on forced me mode again. Probably, but the game they forced, forced to me retire. to retire yep. after it was the age of 40. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. 800. Yeah, he yeah. And I, I broke so many records. I was. He was upset. He was still a 99 at the age of 40 on rookie mode. Yeah. He was. He was upset. I wanted to go that. to 45. I wanted to go the Barry Bonds line. Yeah. But we're gonna play that that YouTube video that Justin Doan played PS2 reviews later on when we close the show. So speaking Shout of uh, video homie. games from back in the day, <coughs> did you guys see that uh, LeBron's 2K rating this year coming up is the exact same as it was 10 years ago at a 98 overall, which means he's still the best. Wow. I have no clue. Is there ever any 99s in that game, though? Because I feel like LeBron would be a 99. Not very often. I think LeBron's been at two or three times ever in his career. And then don't still, forget about the Steph they, Curry era. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, just the video games alone, we could talk about this all day. All right. Well, but anyways, going back to the Indians, and I said we are going to go back and talk about the possible starters for the team. This is with everybody opting out and everybody opting in. You got catcher Roberto Perez. First base, you're looking Trade at him. Jake Bowers, Bobby Bradley, or Nolan Jones. Second base, you're looking Santana's at... is gone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's, unless sucks. if they could get a hometown discount. They're not going to. But you got second base, Yu Chang, Tyler Freeman, or Owen Miller. Owen Mil- Miller came in the Padres trade you. this year. Francisco Lindor still at shortstop for now. For now. Third base, Jose Ramirez. Left field, Josh Naylor. But he could also be considered at first. Center fielder Mercado, Daniel Johnson in right, or Nolan Jones, who's a predominant left, or third baseman. Oscar Mercado. And then DH is Fran Mil Reyes. Do you not realize, I, I, I saw a website, I, I, it was a, a My Friends page on <laughs> Facebook where I got this site from. I don't know why, but we, anyway, well, I don't know was, why you said My Friends and I thought only whatever. fans. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind's in the wrong place. Sorry, it was it was rating who was the worst uh, for every single MLB team based on WAR wins above replacement. What's it good for? And Oscar Mercado was the worst on the team for WAR this past year. When I read this article, it was like a week before the season ended, and it's like, oh man, like that's who we want to have in center field right now. But you could right also now, have right Bradley now. Zimmer. Yeah, right now, right now, right now, right now. So, you could have Bradley Zimmer in center field. You could have Oscar Mercado. Tyler Naquin, he, that's the end of his contract. I think that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. he's probably not going to come back. He can't I couldn't, stay out. I can't see him really signing anywhere. If anything, it might hmm. be a minor league contract. Yes. That's a very well-developed team, like in the like the startups that you'd be like looking a, at. A like Royals, maybe even, maybe even the Blue Jays or... with Naquin, because they are all young. Yeah. You could have Naquin. Naquin's a veteran leader then at that oh, point. Man. I guess so. But... 
It's going to be weird without Santana. It's going to oh, be weird. Definitely. Cesar yeah. Hernandez probably isn't coming back either because he earned he his only keep. Had a one year deal. Yeah, right? and he earned his keep, and he's going to be he, worth he, more he value did, elsewhere. Are you kidding me? That dude did not deserve a Gold Glove award. You know how many times I saw that dude bobble a simple ground ball, but still have so much time to recover and throw it out. I mean, that's not an E though. At the end of the day, it's not an E at the end of the day. But still, it's like this dude does not field the ball cleanly. Like. You don't want that happening in a big time game because the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. Like I saw him bobble so many balls this year, simple grounders, and it's like no, nope. Especially when there's a runner on first and his only outs the first, he 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 like he freezes because the runner goes by him or something. I don't know. He freezes in that situation. He's not a good glover. But with the stick, though, that's what he provided is that he was a good leadoff person or a good two-hole hitter throughout yeah. the year. He was batting 300. I did say he was the MVP week through week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say that. Yeah, that's on, that's recorded. So, But, but, that's but I'm, I'm talking about his defense. I'm not talking about his stick. Yeah, the, but that's what's going to be what ends up getting him more money elsewhere because defensively, yeah, you got a gold glove whether he earned it or not, but you also have that offense – which his offense is only improving. It was improving near the tail end of yeah. Philadelphia. was even better this year. If he stays, I would be shocked. If they end up like executing something, I'd be shocked. Troy was even saying Friday, too, he thinks that the Indians might even part ways with Carlos Carrasco. He thinks that it could be a possibility. I would not be shocked. I would not just be shocked. Just completely just give the, whole, hey, the team a whole new shake. Brad Hans already opted well. out, so yep. that's going to be... Francisco Lindor's contract is single-handedly ruining this team, and the only people that are going to be left is Jose Ramirez and maybe Roberto Perez. But Perez, that seemed like it was a struggle with Perez. That he had a, they had to take his option. Yeah. But with Brad Hand opting out, you got next year... You have James Karinchek at closer. You got Emmanuel Clase in the spot where Karinchek was. That's what you have to do. Because Clase, if you have him Bieber, set up. You'd have Bieber too. Beams. Shane? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'd be still. yeah, but that that be your only But in the bullpen though, that's Nebraska, gonna be your two guys. Ugh. Um, it's not gonna be good. Bullpen wise, you have just that strength and Adam Simber I wouldn't have in the majors to start off. I'd have Emmanuel Clause be the setup guy or else have Simber gradually come back in the setup role because he looked he didn't look good. Clause is the one coming off the uh, suspension, right? Yeah, with uh, yeah. what you said, the steroids. The roids. Juice? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think he can still throw ninety nine after that? <laughs> Dude. I think that's not an issue at all. I think it was just him being a stupid kid, and that's why he screwed up. Gotcha. But before we take a quick break, come back. We're going to be talking college football, Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State, Rutgers, Clemson, Notre Dame, and who your surprise NCAAF football team is. You could leave that in the comments below. We're going to hit on John Lester. And on Halloween weekend, he bought beers at four Chicago bars and spent $47,000 between all those bars. What a guy. <laughs> right. And probably still had money in his bank account. Like, that's... Huh. And, like, the thing is, too, is he's a free agent. So imagine if he's just, like, the party scene's cool here, so I'm going to keep that in mind. Like, just, like, weeding everything out of the possible destinations that he wants to go to. Or maybe he's just a genuine human being and he just celebrating because, hey... Oh, Halloween yeah. weekend, he's had a great career, yeah. yeah, and he's still he's still around and can still play. He's not quite like I I don't see him having as long as of as a 
That's not even English. I'm struggling. That's not even as long as a career as Bartolo Colon, but he could have the distance that's close to it. I look at it like this. I don't care if you're flipping burgers or if you're a professional athlete. You don't burn bridges wherever you're at. I don't care if you've played there one year, two years. If you're on your way out, you don't burn bridges. So that's a, I think he, that's a great thing that he did. Because he can have, you know, go back to the city whenever he wants. Like, hey, Lester, bro, back you up. So we'll elaborate on that. But he only bit. had 26 drinks that were worth $2,000 a piece. I mean, I'll always look out for you after <laughs> that. Oh, absolutely. It's so crazy, though. Like, if you were there, let's just go into this. If you were there and you were pretty much bought a drink by John Lester, what would your reaction be? Not even John Lester, but any athlete. If you realize, like, would, hey, this is a, imagine like a first stop bar. It's not extremely really crowded, would, and you could know everybody. Here's what I would do: I would toast him, take the drink, give him a thumbs up, and then I text every friend in my contest. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just tip my hat, nod, <laughs> and I just take my shot. Then I'll make my little face like, "Oh God, I hope he doesn't think I'm a whip." <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to hope that there's a basement downstairs. He's going to go down the basement. I'm going to come back up, give him a curtain call, and then come back in the barn. <laughs> oh. That actually looked like he was going around for a Yeah, wait, Listen, I shaved the facial hair. I'm not a pedo anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all about actions, not by looks, dog. Wish Keith was here to see that. Oh, but, but anyways, Riggs, what are you going to do now? Well, I'm not going to do it now because my friends are here and my roommates wide awake, but Manscaped, promo code SPORTSWITHAZ, S-P-O-R-T-Z. I'm not going to tell you one more time. I'm not going to tell you again. Shave your balls. Manscaped, we'll be right back. We like sports. Shave your face, Peyton. Welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast. That's with a Z. We're with Riggs. We're with Peyton with an E. And the professional one, Parker Pierce. It's with an A. That's why Peyton Hill said I'm gay. We oh, have man. new shirts. Oh, I, I <laughs> see. I just, I'm just no. I'm just used to it being always spelled with an E. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever spelled with an A. Yeah, I did. Why? Because By that's the, the way I got it for my birthday. Oh. Do you guys have a link? Look at these shirts. shirts. No, I have to pull it up and then we can put it on after. Uh, after the. Oh yeah, maybe you later you can get one of these shirts. Hey, contact one of us and you can get one of these shirts. Don't listen to Peyton. This Just guy's look hard at these to get shirts a shirts ho- and get one. This guy's Contact hard to get a hold us. of. Very hard to get a hold of. We're gonna have to start putting him oh, on yeah. milk cartons. He's on the phone <laughs> like 3227. 3227. Yep. 1748. Anyways, as we get back, we're talking college football again. These are the new shirts. They're very nice. We uh, just went over that. No, I wanna I give a shout out to the graphic yeah. person that did it to us. She's on Instagram. Uh, I want to say her name is Mackenzie Lemoy, but I want to give you the exact. Not. <laughs> You're ridiculous, Riggs. I, I thought I was like, Riggs is feeling some kind of way today. So let me find this though. But anyways, she's the one that made the design. You guys start talking. Ohio State's win against Penn State. Oh, ended up Finding the exact contact. I, was, I mean, it was it was it was a it was a good win. It wasn't a great win. I right. mean, Penn State struggled heavily against Indiana, especially offensively, and they came back. And I mean, it wasn't like a huge blowout for Ohio State. It wasn't a great win either. I mean, it, it makes you think like uh, how, how dominant is Ohio State this year? Are they 
Is Penn State even legit, or is Ohio State just maybe not where we think they are because they've had you know a few weeks behind from the rest of the NCAA? I like that analogy. That that that's good. Um, I'm I'm so so damn confident in the Ohio State Buckeyes. I truly am. I'm so confident that I there is no team in college football that intimidates me, scares me, or worries me. Even even if it's not the Buckeyes year, whatever it happens. I just have that much faith in that front office, that front line, and that head coaching that they will find ways to tweak and get it together. You know what's funny? You just call the college team a front office when it would be all recruits. It's not like they trade for college players. <laughs> oh, no. Just, <laughs> oh, me. Trevor Lawrence, you want to come to Clemson? NCAA, I'll give you Justin Fields. The NCAA is a business. It is, no. Peyton, why would you say that? I didn't I say anything. I can't you just said that live on this podcast that the NCAA is a business. Peyton, you gotta stop saying that, dude. The NCA is not a business. No, oh, I see they, where we're going. You know, what I'm saying that. That, yeah. Go ahead. Anyways, I I want to end up giving Mackenzie a shout out, so I finally found it, and then we'll get back into the NCA. Is not a business, but um, the username wow, on Instagram is Mackenzie, and that's Mackenzie M A C Kenzie dot Lemoyne L E M O I N E dot Designs. She's the one that made both our t-shirts, the logo from before with the bobblehead, which is very fancy. We had this one made as well. If you end up staring hard enough, it's not her fault. It's the print, but you could see faded in sports, football, basketball, baseball, and whatnot. It's, but it's, a shout out, it's, but it's, it's, it's a great shirt. It's unique. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It's, it's got that rustic look, you know? But anyways, mm. as we were talking, you mentioned Ohio State. So, Riggs even said he's not worried. I'm not worried for Ohio State either. That Penn State game, it seemed like they ended up... Well, Master Teague, the running back, <laughs> hell of a name. That's I thought I was about to say name. Master P. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's my nickname. <laughs> oh, my God. Go. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, so Master Teague was the one that was the running back. He ended up having a breakout game pretty much because he had 100 yards rushing. That first week, people were concerned that maybe he's just a downhill rusher. Maybe he's just not that guy. And that's after one game. You're not going to get a JT or a, um, Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins. You're not going to get Ezekiel Elliott. You're not going to get a Maurice Claret. You're not going to get a Carlos Hyde. You're not going to get all these well, guys. Carlos Hyde and Maurice Claret were more downhill runners. Mm. Right, but you're not going to get these explosive runners all the time. You're going to have different styles of running, and you have to realize that adjustment. You want to end up hitting on a little bit later on about Browns fans and a certain word, but college fans are the same way. They are so Luke Fickle about everything that goes on. Luke Fickle. See, I didn't want to give it away completely for Riggs' segment. But anyways, it's just so aggravating because they'll turn on you before you even have a chance to prove yourself. The freshman wide receiver from Ohio State... It's not Olave. It's the other one that ended up having a touchdown catch, I want to say. He had the same thing last week. Olave did, too. They're, if you succeed, they like you. If they don't succeed, they don't like you until you prove otherwise, and that's what sucks. But as we end up hitting next on next week, this Saturday's college football games, we've got Ohio State versus Rutgers at Ohio State. Rutgers isn't even a matchup, honestly. Okay, so so how quickly are we going to go through this segment? Because I'm saying 
yeah, Ryan Day, you promised 100 points on Michigan. No, bud, you have a better shot at getting 100 points on Rutgers this week. So you better do that if you even think you got a shot scoring 100 on Michigan. But go O-H-I-O. I love you, but you better score 100 on Rutgers if you think you're going to score 100 on Michigan. He ain't lying. He's really not. No, but are you going to get into any other thing about Ohio State and Rutgers? Or just, you want to see 100 points? I want to see 100 on the board. Let's go. Do it. So, thing is, is obviously it's a blowout. Sad thing is, is I feel like unless if Ryan Day was BSing in week one against Nebraska, saying he didn't think his freshman quarterback could score, he didn't think they were set up for success, I think that was either a cover-up if he starts running up the score. But people get pissed when you run up the score. If you run it up against Rutgers... It's not going to be a good thing. If you do it against Michigan, that rivalry is going to be 10 times bigger and better and more aggressive because you literally were dominated by a tough Ohio State team that 100 to 10, whatever. doesn't even have to be a shutout. They're saying they're throwing up 100. Ohio State, I think, is going to end up holding back this week. I could see him scoring 63, but not 100. <laughs> Obviously, duh. I mean, gosh, Peyton, you're going to go that deep into it? Right. I was saying 100 is in, like, we all know that Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes are not going to put up 100 points on Michigan. It's not going to happen. It we're hoping nice. for 63. That's what we're hoping. No, they're going to put up 45, maybe. Do it's I have to like stop taking things so literal? Yeah, you take it so literal. Literally, like, and you go so deep into your analogy about your literacy. I'm like, what? I never even realized. There you go. I need to stop because you guys need to be like, okay, I'm joking. You need to have my sense of humor. Well, well no, maybe you should have like maybe a real Ohio on. sports. Uh, yeah, thing you just don't know what's humor. going. You just yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you root for the Steelers. Yeah, but anyways, Steelers. next topic. Steelers. Okay. Is Clemson versus Notre Dame? No Trevor Lawrence once again. Clemson narrowly beat Boston College. You got Notre Dame that's ranked number four. Clemson number one. This is going to be interesting. No yes, Trevor Lawrence. A lot. Of, I feel. I've seriously been hearing a lot of talk through the town because I see a lot of people at my line of work and oh my Notre Dame played like crap. Oh what's going on with my Fighting Irish? And it's to the point now where I might want to put a microscope on these boys. I'm like whoa. Are they really playing as bad, or are they Luke Fickle? <laughs> Go on, Parker. <laughs> Everybody's taking my word. All right, this is the week. This is the week that ends. Was it Dabo Sweeney's uh, little rain down there in Clemson? This is the week that ends that. Trevor, no Trevor Lawrence. While they're the number one seed, you have Notre Dame coming in at number four. They are gonna stomp Clemson. Put them down out of the playoffs just with that victory. Trevor Lawrence is going to come back from injury, and he has to be absolutely perfect. And he's going to have pressure on him for the first time. He's going also, to... you missed this on the first stop barn grill pregame show for the Browns on Sunday. Parker ended up mentioning, too, that with Trevor Lawrence, if they end up losing because he's not playing, would you rank that as... A team fault or basing it on one player? I went the route of it's one player doesn't make a team. Exactly. It's a team sport. So you have to win even if your backup is a backup. You have to mm-hmm. succeed no matter what. That's what all good teams do. Mm-hmm. So glad we agree on that one. But with Clems- Clemson and Notre Dame, it's going to be an interesting matchup per usual. It's possible 
college football playoff implications. It's Clemson has to even Trevor Lawrence with him missing time. He has not had the success because he missed out on that week. Justin Fields stepped up and moved up in the week for Heisman ratings, Heisman <laughs> rankings. It's just you miss a week this year, it can screw up a lot from your accolades to your success for a team, anything whatsoever. Yeah, he's trust me, Trevor Lawrence right now is really not giving a dang about what his accolades are in college. You know, what he's worried about playing for the Jets is is, <clears throat> is how high in the draft he's going to go. That's all uh, he cares about. The Jets. That is all he cares about right now. So he's going to protect himself. He's going to be safe. It's his senior year. He should have came out last year. He did not. He's got a minor injury. He's going to milk this thing for maybe weeks to where Clemson might drop out significantly. But anyways, I want to get to Trevor Lawrence's statement that he made last week. I never had a chance, and this was before the whole entire COVID situation. But he ended up he making... He got COVID on purpose. That's... <laughs> he got COVID on purpose. He's trying to sit out for a little bit. Um, let me find it. But or maybe the school's just putting it up. I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking before I get fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going all conspiracy theory and all. So with what Trevor Lawrence said, I'm not gonna search for it forever. But he ended up saying that he didn't say it, but one of the analysts ended up saying that or analysts ended up saying that if you were Trevor Lawrence, I would sit back and I would stay <coughs> in school. I would just try to avoid the Jets at all claws. I mean, that's... He's kind of not lying, but it's... And yeah. I want to say he even said the statement similar to that. Like, he didn't want to come out if he ends up playing for the Jets. Same thing Joe Burrow did. But Joe Burrow right now shut his mouth and he's playing for the Bengals. But at the same time, though, do you think Joe Burrow had family to influence that? We're from Athens, Cincinnati, our way. Yeah, it, it probably that. did. It probably did. But anyways, as we end up going into the NF or the NCAAF as a whole, college football, who has been your most surprising team so far in college football? To be truly honest, I have not paid attention to that much college football this year. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell I, you one of these I'm times. Gonna I'm gonna wait for Riggs to be like I, Lacante. <laughs> I have not watched college football this year. My, I promise. <laughs> We're a sports talk show, dude. <laughs> My most surprising team, I think, it's coming out of the Big Ten. I know it's early, but seeing Indiana upset Penn State, even though Penn State didn't give that much of a battle, but gave a little bit of a battle to Ohio State, makes me see that, like, okay, maybe Indiana might be on the verge of being for real. And I was I was a little surprised by that. So I got a couple. Because they've been out of it for a long time. I have a couple. That being, you have Liberty at twenty five in the top twenty five rankings. That's not usually a school in the top twenty five. You have Marshall. Yeah, but they're never going to get any consideration. Indiana's still at least a Big Ten team, where they Marshall. can they could still win the Big Ten championship and be a playoff contender. There's True. no way Liberty, no matter what they do, if they go undefeated, is going to be in the college football playoff. But it just seems this year you have four teams. But you have so many weird teams that are actually being good college football programs, and maybe that's just because there's conferences that decided to opt out. You have Coastal Carolina that's not really known as a football school, 
Not really known yeah, as a sports I'm, school in general. I was surprised to see them. Oh, baseball a little bit. Yeah, baseball, but, but that's Coastal about Carolina, it. Yeah, I was surprised to see them in the top 25. So you have so many random, like, just random pairings. I was trying to think of a word for it, but just so many pairings that you don't expect. Notre Dame is tough, but they're not usually a top four team. That's a surprise. Yeah. Liberty, you have We Are Marshall, you have... Coastal Carolina, it's just very random teams, and they, they're not in college football playoff scenarios. They're not in any scenarios whatsoever, but it's the fact that they're in the top 25 that in a normal year, they'd get a good bowl game. You know what that is? That's, that, that's considered the highest level of participation trophy available. That's what that is. That is all that is. They're yeah. not in a major, major conference. They don't get a shot. Expand the playoffs to eight teams. Give them a shot. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to be changing things over to NFL as we will get into our picks of the week. We're going to end up going into that and then going to commercial and coming back talking football and Browns. By the way, I want to let you know that this week I allowed the one and only Mad Dog to make my picks this week. And I supported every single decision she made. Well, it looks like Keith Migra-Hyphenhills might be out of the running this week because he did not make his picks. Uh-oh. But, and he was making up ground, too. Right now we have Keith in last at 59, Riggs above him at 61, Parker Pierce at 63 picks. I, myself, am at 65. I made up ground on you, jumped over you. That was, a, that was a weird week last week, people. That was just a weird weather week. That's all it was. And Tyler and I, is at 69. And, nice. yes, just to, <laughs> <laughs> and just to elaborate on our group message, yes, Cleveland fans, me uh, voting for Las Vegas to beat the Browns in last week pick them. I felt like I did jinx us, and I could admit that, and I apologize. But we'll talk about that after the break. But as we end up going to the Thursday night game, we got Green Bay against his 49ers. Everybody picked Green Bay except for Parker Pierce. Mad Dog Pierce ended up picking the pick. I'll tell you what, George Kittle is back, and uh, the San Francisco 49ers have been on a little bit of a run lately. Jimmy George, Garoppolo isn't, though. That doesn't matter. That Kittle, doesn't matter. They're George winning Kittle ball games. Wrestling. And they, they, have the highest, they have the highest percentage of salary cap in the entire NFL on the injured reserves, and they're still finding ways to, to win ball games. It's going to be an interesting one. That Sherman, Joey Bosa, everybody. Everybody. So, that's going to be an interesting Thursday night game. I would rather replace that one with a Monday night and the Monday night one on Thursday because Monday's more so the primetime slot. Monday's looking a little rough again with Monday night football. But your first 1 o'clock game, you got the Browns versus the bye week. Who do you guys got? The bye week. <laughs> See, that's Ohio uh, team chemistry right there. You being a Pittsburgh fan living in Ohio, you will never, ever Get that. You know what? You know who the Titans had when they ended up facing the bye week? They had COVID. Yeah, well, there was an undisclosed Browns player that had COVID today or yesterday and didn't show up. So So, I heard that on the radio. Next game, you got Baltimore against the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody picked the Ravens. Ravens, I think this has to be a bounce back game for him. Phillip Rivers just is not looking mobile in the pocket anymore. He's just suffering. He probably should have retired instead of ended up leaving the Chargers. Mm. He's got eight still, kids. Yeah, he's got eight yeah, kids. Yeah, and he's married to his what? wife. He ain't paying child support. Hey, it doesn't matter. 
hey. Yeah, but, but you know what, though? You know what, though? He's still got to make that extra money. I mean, eight eight ways splits very thinly. You yeah, know? don't give him money. <laughs> You gotta take care of your kids. Play for a couple more years. He's, he's able to do it. I mean, they're they're above five hundred. Philip, stop producing such great sperm for your wife. It's not that he just doesn't. For my not that you're talking to our producer Brian, I'm like, did he forget his name? <laughs> just the way I see you look over, like Philip. Can you I'm can like, you imagine? Can you imagine like fifteen years from now when there's three different rivers in the. NFL. Is that a Steelers reference? A Three Rivers reference? No, there's gonna be three rivers, and and one of them's gonna play for Pittsburgh, That's like the and he's gonna be the worst one, like like the Mannings and stuff. Yeah, the Mannings. The like Tom the Man. Brady. Yeah. If you if you get Tom Brady to get your wife pregnant, you're yep. gonna have to be the superstar. <laughs> yep. So next game you got the Panthers against the Chiefs. Everybody's picking the Chiefs. Hell yes. Carolina fell to the Falcons this week. You had PJ Walker in there. So obviously, I think Carolina or Carolina ends up losing Kansas City easily. You got the Titans versus the Bears. Riggs picked the Bears. Everybody picked the Titans. I don't, I don't see. I, I don't know. I, I see Chicago figuring some things out in that game. I'm sorry, you you lost to Cincinnati, and you're the only team that didn't lose uh, that lost to Cincinnati, and you're in there with the Jets. The Jets are the only other team that lost to Cincinnati. You're like, dude, we got to get back on schedule. So I think they're gonna be fine this week, and they're gonna actually take care of some business. Feed Derrick Henry the ball. So you went against your own pick since Mad Dog picks ten Tennessee, right? No. Feed Derrick Henry the ball. You confused from Tennessee. me because oh, you were talking. I was thinking Chicago. Anyways, yeah, nonetheless. Oh my god, pay attention. I was confused. Denver against Atlanta. We split. Tyler and Riggs picked the Broncos. Parker and I picked the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan looked like they were really on page last week. Mm-hmm. And they're coming off of a win, too. And, and that yeah, so some and, 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 and Denver, I don't know. Denver, I mean, Denver hasn't been nothing to write home about. No, so. you have Drew Locke in there that was hurt for the majority yeah. of the year. And then you I mean, quarterback and you're gonna, two you're and then you quarterback Matt Ryan. You're going to take Matt Ryan every day. Absolutely. Next game, the Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings. Riggs and Parker picked Minnesota. I picked and Tyler picked the Detroit Lions. I couldn't. I wanted to pick Minnesota, but I couldn't just based on the fact that Detroit has had success more so often than Minnesota. Although Minnesota did blow up, I'm not trusting them yet to actually be successful and win a game against a bad team when they've been struggling throughout all, the year. All I know is when they struggled throughout the year, Delvin Cook still produced. And when they won throughout the year, Delvin, kicked, Delvin Cook produced. And Delvin Cook will produce every single week. No, I, I got nothing. Next game, Houston against Jacksonville. This is going to be a toilet bowl. Yeah. Parker and Riggs pick the Jaguars. Tyler and I pick the Texans. I break it down this way. The Texans... Had a win, almost had a win against the Titans. You have team versus team. Gardner Minshew, I don't even think is starting because he shaved his mustache and turned to Peyton Vince. Um, anyways, they have their backup in. Houston Texans still have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, if it's quarterback versus quarterback, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Texans are going to win that game. Here's here's what I'm saying. I think that this is right now what Baker Mayfield was going through last year with the Jacksonville Jaguars in Garden Minshew. Is right now, like, he needs to get that win that makes the people of the city kind of believe in him a little bit. Get him back to, like, oh, Gardner, like, I mean, he was he blew up as a, a guy around there like Baker did. 
So this is like his. I think this is his victory that it like keeps the hope around for like the people of Jacksonville, thinking they found their quarterback. I just he's gonna show up. I just don't. I don't. I think Houston's gonna take a loss in this game, and I feel like they're not gonna have such a great season whatsoever. The Houston Texans, like I see no spark. I see no fire. Um, Jacksonville could could. I feel like if Jacksonville's gonna walk, Jacksonville will walk out with the win in this because I picked them, but it's. <laughs> That's some confidence. This is bold. I'll tell you what, we're you going, went, we're going with more that. analysis on the garbage bowl of the week <laughs> yeah. than any other game. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to win because I picked them. What's up, camera? <laughs> I'm not giving you an opportunity to speak anymore. <laughs> Anyways, you got the Giants versus the Washington football team Redskins. Tyler and Parker picked the Washington football team Redskins. Peyton and Riggs picked the Giants. I picked the Giants because they are coming off of a game when they showed up against the Buccaneers. Daniel Jones, his team played well against a team led by Tom Brady. It's a tough team. They're six and one or six and two, and the Giants almost beat them, making them five and three instead. I think that momentum carries over. Washington football team, Parker, why? I'm taking them because. The Giants are still a young team, and the type of team that plays to their competition. I mean, they don't, they're don't they not able to pull it out, but they play to their competition. They always play a good game. I just feel like they're going to get smacked in the face by a team called the Washington football team. That just sounds like a, a, a type of team that just wants to pound your face in the dirt. You know, they, they come up showing up ready to play. And, and the Giants are just too young. And I just... Again, I don't know. I want more Alex, analysis. I want, I, want, I want Alex Smith to come out and and get 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 some playing time, and I just want to see him on the field and and win some games. I feel like the youngest of the uh, New York Giants and that explosiveness without their best running back in the in the entire league and the entire game, and them coming off of a win, that's going to give them confidence. That's going to give them some type of swagger going in. I think the Washington Garbage Brown football <laughs> team is just it's crappy. It I, is, I feel like they're playing crappy football. I can't probably name you no more than five guys on their roster. Ryan Kerrigan wants out too. too. Yeah, Ryan Kerrigan wants out of the Washington football team. But so next game you got the Seattle Seahawks against the Buffalo Bills. Tyler picked Buffalo. Hmm. Everybody else picked Seattle. This is going to be a good game. I think it's going to actually come down to the wire. But Buffalo is a hard one to pick against. But Seattle and Russell Wilson just seem unstoppable for they the do. most part. Arizona just got him on a bad day, I think, at the end of the day. I can believe also that. think Arizona is pretty, pretty yeah, legit at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have two top-tier top wide receivers to make plays for them. But I think with, with, with Seattle this year, I, th- I think Russell Wilson's going to get back on track this week. Uh, he's had such a great season. I mean, he's a touchdown machine. And I, I, th- I think as long as Bobby Wagner and that defense can hold him to under 30, they'll be fine. I just uh, Seattle was caught on a bad game, and I feel like uh, Westbrook. No, Westbrook Wilson. He's playing for revenge. He's, yeah, he's yeah. He's coming out. He's playing for revenge. He's the only quarterback in the National Football League that I can trust him throwing it and threading the needle in between a defensive player and his receiver or a tight end that he's throwing to. His confidence, his accuracy for that football, you, you can't go wrong with that. They're going to come out for revenge and they're come out swinging. Next yeah. game, Vegas versus the Chargers. Tyler and Parker pick the Raiders. I'm picking the Chargers. So's Riggs. 
Justin Herbert, I've been on that train all year, and I think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be in check since they played in cold weather, and now they're going back to California. I think that's going to end up making an impact just because that's an adjustment of cold weather well, versus warm weather. Give you time to practice. I, and... I, I'd, see, I'd take, I'd take Vegas because, I mean, they beat the Browns in the trenches big time this past week. It was a cold game. You knew it was going to be a bell of the trenches. And Las Vegas Raiders manhandled the trenches the entire game, offensively and defensively. They ran the ball with Jacobs, so they, they just kept the ball moving. I mean, how? I mean, they they took up almost like six two plays. thirds. They took up two thirds of the clock mm-hmm. just by running the ball with Jacobs. They didn't score a lot, but they controlled the entire game. I think the Browns got the ball six times the entire game. It was that low. And on offense, we couldn't run the ball. the The defense seemed to be in the backfield quite often. It was it was a sloppy game, and and I feel like you have you have a strong trench game. You're gonna win most football games, and that's why they're above 500. And I think Derek Carr is gonna gonna lead them, you know, with everything else, and just push them into the playoffs. So Arizona versus Miami. Everybody picked Arizona but me. I'm picking Miami. I'm on the Tua train. After you beat the Rams and Tua looked great in his first game, I'm going to have to pick Miami. I cannot pick against him just because when you beat the Rams, the Rams are a tough team this year. And in that, in your debut game, everybody was saying you're setting him up for failure. And he proved, showed off to the middle finger, and went, I'm better than that. Well, here, I, I picked Arizona because we're just going back to the, uh, you know, the Heisman Trophy Award winner competition between the two of them two years ago mm, when uh, Kyler Murray ended up winning. And Kyler Murray has proven himself in the NFL over the past year and a half. I mean, he has really brought this team around. He has all the weapons available to him. He has, he has a good run game, a good line. He has so many a weapons. A veteran wide receiver. So many weapons. I mean, he. he I'm going to throw out a name that you might not even know of, Peyton. His name's Christian Kirk. Wow. He's the, he, the third wide. I picked him up on this fantasy. Guy, behind John, DeAndre Hopkins and behind Larry Fitzgerald, you have Christian Kirk absolutely dominating. This offense is very scary, and they might end up being an NFC championship team. Next game, Pittsburgh against Dallas. Everybody's picking Dallas. Next game, New Orleans against Everybody the is Bay. picking Dallas. You're right. We're all I'm picking at, Dallas. Exactly. I can't read. Go Everybody Dallas. was picking Pittsburgh. I should elaborate on that why you're picking Dallas. Oh, I'm picking Dallas. You know why? Because um, Zeke is going to play quarterback, and he's going to throw and hand the ball off to himself, and he's going to lead this, uh, the did. Cowboys past the Steelers. That's what's going to happen. Everybody picked the Steelers to win that game. Correction. There you go. New Orleans against Tampa Bay. Everybody's picking Tampa Bay except for Riggs. Why really quick? Make it quick, then we're going to break. Because Tom Brady just still needs he still needs to be humbled in the NFC conference. That's it. And humbled. because he picked them. Now Monday night game, New England Patriots against the Jets. Everybody's picking the Patriots. That's it for the picks. When we get back, we'll be talking Browns. We'll be talking trade deadline moves that never happened. And Riggs wants to go on a rant about something, but right now it's Manscaping that he wants to rant about. Manscaped. Use the promo code SPORTS with a Z. S-P-O-R-T-Z. Manscaped. Ball toner, ball deodorant. Shave your balls. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend. But your balls will thank you. Manscaped. We'll be right back on the We Like Sports podcast. After this. 
If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Meanwhile, at the same time, you're also having Chris Ananetti say that he's the Indians are in such a terrible predicament, blah, blah, blah. They lost out on money. They can't afford people. Obviously, I mean, everybody's losing their jobs here. Unless if you're somehow set in a professional dart player, I'm assuming that you're usually, you lost your job. Unless if you're a professional athlete that has that secured long-term contract, like a LeBron in the NBA or like a Mike Trout in the MLB, whatever, a lot of people ended up losing out of money. It's not just organizations. But anyways, that's beside the point. So obviously it kind of sounds, and there's rumors early on that the Indians were going to be sellers. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. I just, God, you just rambled like crazy. I, I totally lost you there. But I know you're talking about the Indians, and uh, yeah, but that was, God, you just did not stop, did you? I thought this was supposed to be like a back and forth type thing. But anyway, Indians, I, I think they'll be all right. I know you mentioned something about 32 games. Uh, I think, uh, you know, with the seven-inning rule, I, I feel like with the Tribe's starting rotation, it's always been great. Their bullpen's been, like, kind of what's been a little iffy over the past couple years. Once uh, Cody Allen and uh, Andrew Miller ended up leaving the bullpen, I think that's when they started to go downhill. You know, but you were rambling for a bit, so I lost whatever else you said. But I'd take over 32 games because, I mean, their starting rotation is just too good. Well, if you let me get to my point that I was trying to make... Eight minutes later? Jesus. I'm sure Parker has done this plenty of times, but if a fan goes up to you, you don't have the obligation to give them the time of day, correct? You're right, you don't. But I'll tell you what, in the professional sports world, it's good to see stuff like this happening. Because, yeah, they do look up to you because you are on TV. You're the one who is setting an example. Even though you might not even think it and you're getting paid to do it, you're really touching the hearts of a lot of people around the world. I mean, this reminds me a lot of the time when John Cena granted you a wish on the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So this, this, type of stuff, this type of stuff is so great to see in the sports world because it's needed. Because it inspires people and it makes everybody just fall in love with sports even more. Well, I wish I would have remembered that if I didn't know. That was good. That was good. Do you remember what that wish was for? Just you being you, probably. Man, you know what? If we could just get the Dude Perfect world record video up, and if you could actually respect these gentlemen, I know obviously you have too much going on in your life to actually pay attention and know who Dude Perfect is. I love Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect, those are some great dudes. They really are. I've seen all their stuff. There's those the hoopy shoot trick shot stuff. Yeah, that's good times. Wow, I'm shocked. I think they got a show on Nickelodeon too. Is that what you? That's want? very professional. Oh. Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, SpongeBob. It's where I get half my jokes because I got to look at a clown like him, just like I look at you. 
And welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, as we were walking back, you stepped on my shoe. And you untied my shoe, so now my shoe is not tied. I am not in perfect balance at the moment. So you get your grubby little fingers, and you tie my shoe. Come on. This is embarrassing. Um, oh, my. He's tying his shoe for him. Well, he needs to stop making dumb decisions. Why are these Velcro? <laughs> If it's Velcro, why is it taking you so long? Like I said, make a wish foundation. You're right. So let's let's see this. Let's see who you are. What you really are. Did you enjoy the Cavs championship more than you enjoyed the Steelers two Super Bowls? Yeah. Hmm. And this guy. I was also a kid when I was younger, and I had. (laughs) You were a kid when you were younger? No way. This, this is, is really generic. The producer's losing it. Oh, man. But anyways, I, I was going to get into one more NFL thing, but it looks like it's almost time to take another break. When do we get back, though? I guess Parker Pierce did understand this, and you were too because you used to be a wrestling fan. The rest of the show, now it's time for the main event, baby. I like it. It's baseball time. We got baseball. Trevor Bauer. Is baseball back? And we have the Cleveland Indians. Don't and, go anywhere. And also make sure that you follow us on Instagram, pro underscore Parker underscore P. You got Toolbag, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, Head and Shoulders. And you got over here, Keith Migra hyphen. And welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast with Parker Pierce, Riggs, Peyton, and our producer, Brian. Um, before we end up going into Brown's talk, guys, it's almost time for a, si- a haircut. We're going to go to Cisco. Cisco, okay. So. I need a lineup really badly. Like, look at this, Riggs. Yeah, dude. me and you both. I haven't gotten my hard part in over a month. I need Cisco to hook me up. Cisco. You know how you're going to get hooked up? You're going to contact him at 440-320-2691. Is any haircut needs whatsoever from Lorraine? Yeah, we're in... Uh, not North Ridgefield today, which is close to Lorraine Elyria area. We're in Cleveland. We don't have to specify where. Right. But so, anyways, in Lorraine, that's where you could get Cisco, which isn't a far so, trip. That's so, thirty so, minutes. So do you mean next week I'm gonna actually look good? You could. That could Whoa. be a possibility. Oh man. But again, if you, you mean, want your uh, hair cut, call him, text him, whatever, four four oh three two oh two six nine one. Assuming since he's a busy man, give him a call and leave a voicemail. And tell him you heard it here from the and, We Like and Sports Cisco podcast. And Cisco can even hopefully make Peyton look normal. Yeah, we're going to get there one day. But anyways, also shout out to my friends opposite of Experts Podcast. It's also our softball team, Brandon, Pat. Anyways, as we end up going back in, didn't you want to shout someone else out too? Manscaped. In the backfield with Keith Migra and Peyton Hillis. Anyone in part of the KM Voice family underneath the KM Voice umbrella, we want to shout out to you guys. Seriously, thank you for joining us. That's it. <laughs> I'll hold that up, I guess. That's in the backfield with Peyton Hillis and Keith Migra. But anyways, hold it up there longer. I mean, we should just keep this right here. I you mean, could hold it. I'm we, gonna we go. Could, into let's just football. pretend Peyton and, and Keith are with us here, uh, Riggs. Let's just let's just go with this. We're going into Browns football, right? We're going to Browns football. Let's have Keith. And Peyton Hillis, live on the We Like Sports Podcast. This is perfect, Riggs. Hey, uh, do you have any questions you'd like to ask Peyton Hillis about the uh, Browns right now? I mean, see, I've only had just random questions I should have asked you even more when I first met you. That's a, not not according to Browns, but just about how the average football player conducts themselves outside of the National Football League. Just your basic questions, like who pays your bills, 
do you guys get free food when you're at the facility? Just, just random stuff like that. But we can go into more professional questions. Oh, 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 oh. oh, gotcha. He said, just keep working hard and be better, and you'll get there too. Thank you, PH. All right, all right. All right. So hold on. So I have a question for Keith. Keith, uh, now that baseball season's over, and I know you're a diehard baseball fan, and now you you got to you got to do this football talk all the time. Uh, what are your thoughts about you know how the NFL is conducting this season? You know, with all the the COVID you know protocols going on. What Rick DeWine. <laughs> Wait, Here's Rick's he was talking to you. I know it's a child's game, <laughs> but anyways. We're back. We're talking Browns. I'm back. Get that tablet out of my face. Yes, I'm back. I was silent for too long. Guys, what are your thoughts with the fact that the Browns lost to a team that's used to warm weather and the weather is a factor? You do not belong in this room when we have this conversation. How I feel about Mm. that situation, I feel that the players were not mentally ready for that weather. I feel like when okay in the in the first quarter when all that S N O W and that rain it already started, happened. Why are you I don't smelling care, it? I don't care. When that started to hit, I believe that not a sense of urgency, but a sense of panic into those players. It's like, oh great, I have to get used to this on the fly already. Which that's no excuse. You're a professional athlete playing professional football. You should be used to any conditions on any given Sunday on any given time. Um, that game, it rem- it it really didn't reminisce of the ice bowl that they had in the 70s and the 80s amongst the, between the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns, but it's two throwback franchise teams, and I knew that game was going to be a battle. I knew we were not going to just walk away with the victory. Hold on, hold game. on, you're calling you're calling the Las Vegas Raiders. A throwback franchise. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying throwback as in the word Raiders, and eh. you know the logo. It'd and be et like it, it'd be like if the Browns moved to Baltimore and called themselves the Baltimore Browns. No, they call themselves the Baltimore Ravens. But exactly. It, but, but, it's, but it's it's still it's, they still took their team. It's still the name the name Raiders is still there. And the whole, bl- and the black and gold is still there. I they see, still had some type is, of identity is, when they it moved. It is. I just see them as being a whole new franchise, though. And you know what? So far, so good. So far, so good. And Knock is, on wood if you're with me. Al Davis still the owner? Uh, or his son, I should say? I want to say his son. I, I think Al Davis died. Yeah. He's, so it is still son. the same front office and everything. I mean, good same that's a family influences. business for real if you really think about it. It's, I mean, it was a tough game for the Browns. I mean, like, you guys, you got to expect that type of thing to happen when you're literally right on the lakefront. Like, that, yeah. you know what you're getting into it was windy here, like 30 miles oh, per hour. You're closer terrible. to the lake. It's probably 15 miles It was more. terrible. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely awful. I mean, there, there's memes going around about people sitting in the stands at, at Cleveland Brown Stadium during that thing. I mean, wow. it was just a tough game. It's hard to get over. But you know what? doesn't make me stop believing in, in the type of power this offense can bring just because of some weather conditions. It's not going to be like that all the time. But if you want to be in playoff contention and playoff be in, and play playoff football in Cleveland, you're going to have to get used to it. What people are going to have to get used to and what people are too used to because we're so fickle in this That's the word, by the way. Yeah, we're so fickle Luke in this godforsaken town when it comes to our football team. Kevin Stefanski so far has been the best coach, I would say, in the last five years for the Cleveland Browns organization. For the last five years, I think he was our best coach. 
Would you believe it? No, you can't believe it because we're Cleveland, Ohio, and we want everything to happen so perfect. There's people calling for Kevin Stefanski to lose his job because he took <laughs> no one. Way. Exactly. I, where I work at, people were coming up to me. They need to fire him. They need to fire him. And I tried my best while I was stocking the freezers. I wanted to give them my opinion. I just laughed it off. But you handed the, him a Wheelix Sports business card. You know it. The thing that pisses me off, they want this. They some, didn't know. some people want this man fired for what? He honestly think next to the Baltimore game, the week one. No, scratch that. The Pittsburgh game and this game were the two worst games Coach Stefanski has had so far under his rookie head coach season here as a Cleveland Browns organization. And if people really want Kevin Stefanski to be fired from the Cleveland Browns organization, look at our record. And look at the Minnesota Vikings record. Yeah, thought so. Shut your mouth. Let this man do his job. Let our front office kind of mimic what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. I remember a few years back when Pittsburgh was shit in the bed. Were they probably calling for uh, Mike whatever's job? Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin. They, they probably were calling for his job. But guess what? That front office had faith and confidence. They don't hit that panic button every single year when it comes to this head coaching. And that's the thing that pisses me off, that people in this town are so damn afraid. One coach has one or two bad games, they want him out. Newsflash, Cleveland, they all can't beat Belichick. They all can't beat, they can't beat Nick We got Saban. rid of Belichick. Well, but, we lost him. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? Get over oh, yourselves. Yeah. Stuff's going to happen, Cleveland. Seriously. He's no Hugh Jackson. He's, he's, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Continue. Stephen A., thanks for joining us. <laughs> anyways anyways he's got a point and the thing oh, is absolutely. too is that Kevin Stefanski has been the most successful head coach with the winning record since 2014 when they were 7-9 and nine. and Brian Hoyer was the one that started that season didn't finish it because the Johnny Manziel experience I want to say we hit on that Sunday but anyways you have a successful head coach and you see Minnesota struggling i even mentioned it like two weeks ago a week ago that minnesota and the browns swapped they mm-hmm. switched they swapped that's the success in which an offensive coordinator head coach ended up making an impact but enough about cleveland browns fans being fickle what about the thoughts about the browns trade deadline deals even though they didn't make any what are your thoughts i mean they could have improved so many different I positions I, they needed to get some depth in the in the defensive secondary, mm-hmm. uh, I was really upset that they didn't pursue like an Eli Apple or, or trying nice. to make a trade. And then I'm also a little upset, especially after last week's performance. I mean, I know, you know, weather conditions were tough, but still, you know, Baker couldn't seem to connect with any receivers. I mean, you had Hodges, the the number three. Uh, I would like to see them go out and maybe like try to make a trade for you know like a Kenny Stills or, or a guy like that. And Ted Ginn Jr., though, is also a free agent now, too. They That's did a hometown boy. I like to see And that. I want to say, he was never a Cleveland Brown. Nope. nope. He was he was close to it. You had Terrell Pryor that did Carolina that. Carolina Panthers. He was that hometown Saints. boy. I mean, that's... His dad knows his uh, high school football. I've got my hair cut next to Ted Ginn Sr. one time. Dead serious. But, I mean... Nonetheless, with the whole entire idea of Ted Ginn coming to Cleveland, that I feel like the Browns are relying on free agents, which isn't a bad thing, but you have to... The defense, the secondary specifically, Andrew Sandejo is not your guy at safety. They should have yeah, changed that. Uh, Everybody's been saying it for weeks. Yeah, I'm sick of that Your name. linebackers. That's why we need one of the customers move. at, we, at uh. my work ended up saying that 
if he were able to start a Browns team or any team whatsoever, he'd take three players on the defense, and that's it. Miles Garrett, Mac Wilson, Denzel Ward. That's it. Yeah, that really is it. Maybe Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Ogan Joby. Taki Taki is still young. You can't even make a freaking tackle. But yeah, he missed I mean, it. The Raiders I'll, game, I'll he whiffed you, completely. That, I mean, that, Carl Joseph hasn't been bad this year. He's been good. He just can't stay on the field. But it, it, that's the thing. It's that I mean, even Ronnie Harrison that they got in that trade with, with Jacksonville. It's it's the. They're, they're guys He's who are like hit huge. Miss. It, it's a lot of hit and miss, and unfortunately, the injuries are taking the hit away from the team, and it's a lot of missing lately. I think the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if they maybe even tried or attempted to make any moves in this trade deadline. A trade deadline. The the fickle fan in me feels like they dragged their feet and they didn't give a shit, and they were just well, we'll just work around this season, and then we'll just look at people during the off season. And we'll fall in love with your free agents, as we talked about. But maybe there was nobody on their radar that they didn't like personally. Our, uh, the, the We Like Sports uh, crew right here, Eli Apple, that would have been great. You know what I'm saying? But fans can give their opinions you know, all over the world anytime, any second. But it all depends on what that suit and Berea wants to do. And I do want to end up getting on the topic of one more NFL general football topic and it's with what somebody made the statement regarding Bill Belichick and Tom Brady it was Rex Ryan saying about the Patriots he said it just goes to show you that the greatest player in the game has a hell of a lot bigger impact than the greatest coach in the game I mean Belichick's not I mean, the one taking the snaps yep but Belichick taught Everything Tom Brady knew, and Tom Brady was a sponge and soaked that up. That's mm-hmm. what sucks, and you're not going to find that. You're not finding success in New England right now. They well, they so, might even be looking at a Justin Fields also, or a quarterback in the draft. That's going to be the first time in forever. I feel, like, I feel like before they get their actual quarterback, like Belichick is a one-trick pony. Uh, not a one-trick pony, but like he had his guy. He finds his guy, and he trains his guy. He went from having Tom Brady to go into the complete opposite of a downhill Cam Newton who's coming right. off shoulder surgery and trying to turn him into the next great thing when he's on the downward part of his career. Now, let's say Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay earlier a few years back and the hot Cam Newton goes to New England. While he was under Carolina, or ima- before all that BS happened, or imagine happened. a Garoppolo. Either imagine or, Garoppolo. Garoppolo reminds me of Tom Brady. Like he makes those. Well, he easy was his throws, un- he was his understudy for how system. long? Exactly, and he was the same type. But like Cam Newton's the complete opposite type of style quarterback that Tom Brady is. Cam Newton tries to take as many hits as he can. He tries to extend every play. Like Tom Brady forces you. To make a play that happens within four or five seconds, he can't extend plays like how uh, Cam Newton can. So it's a whole different strategy. I mean, it's something Bill Belichick has not done over in over 25, 30 years as a coach. You know what also the New England Patriots haven't done since 2002? A three-game losing streak. In a row. Three games in a row. The city of Boston, Massachusetts, and that tri-state area, which are perfect little football you've been seeing for decades... It's the first time since 2002 you you've seen three games in a row lost. 
and I hope it tastes as good and you can drink that down with some beer. What? Some Sam Adams Baston Lager. Not a sponsor. I wanted to say I wanted to say their name, but but is it is it difficult for Bill Belichick? And I want to say I said this question either Sunday or last week, but I want to bring it up again. Is it a possibility that Bill Belichick, after this year, he if he ends up, is there a possibility he's done coaching after having a losing season? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think he has the patience to, yeah, to yeah, mold no. somebody else. He's going to go to college football and do what his dad did and go. Uh, I believe with what the Navy football team that his uh, father played for. Hmm. Uh, he's going to do the same thing. He has already talked about it. So when he leaves professional football, he's going to retire coaching college football. He needs to pick up a hobby. Maybe college football is his hobby. He needs to pick up his sleeves. It might help him. <laughs> Nonetheless. The, the thing is, is what sucks, though, is that I, if I were Bill Belichick, I want to finish on top because that's the way it should be. That's the way the story should have been. It should have been Brady and Belichick, same spot, holding hands, going off into the sunset. That's it. We've seen that when they won their last Super Bowl. They're both, they're both stubborn, and they both want to prove who is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, how many years has it been now that we heard, oh, could this be the end of Brady-Belichick? And yep. it's like, well, maybe if they don't win this year, then it's going to be the end of it. And what happens? They either won or they won the AFC championship. Right. They're right there. So it's like, oh, I guess we can't give up yet. Exactly. But for years, they've been like, no, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I want to know why Tom Brady decided to leave Bill Belichick. What I was think, going on behind closed doors that you I, wanted to leave? Well, either, I think it was, was, like, was going to be either Belichick left or Brady left. I have something to prove. Like It's the whole, like, oh, you can't win without A-Rod. You can't win without Jordan. And Tom Brady being that type of player, like, you know, I'm tired of people thinking I can't win without this old man. I can take off and go do it somewhere else. That's how I look at it as dead ass serious. Plays, though, that Belichick came out with, only Brady could have mastered. Like, it it just was, you have good. He was a system quarterback. And then you have a phenomenal quarterback that can soak it in and do what they can. Yep. It was a very smart quarterback. Nobody else that can handle Belichick's mindset of that. Because, look, you already, I mean, Cam Newton's an all right player. But he's not Tom Brady. You have to find yourself another Tom Brady that can soak There's it. There's only going to be one Tom Brady, though. Into so That was the system guy. Going to the last topic, though, what are your guys' thoughts on Tua Tagovailoa's debut against the Rams? And while I end up setting you guys up for that, I'm going to pull up the Justin Down PS2 review. If I can get out, I'm struggling. What is he doing? You didn't have this prepared? No, I'm having you guys talk about Tua. Why didn't you get out of the way when we were talking about Browns? Now that we're talking about other other NFL teams, now you leave? Oh, um, to his debut, um, it was good. He did a good job. I mean, the Rams, he had to face Sam Darnold. Or <laughs> <laughs> I know who you mean, yeah. Aaron Donald, sorry. I get Sam Darnold and Aaron Donald mixed up every time. Aaron Donald, who is obviously the best defensive, you know, tackle in the game, he had to face him, and he apparently he handled it well. He I did. know they had some clutch like turnovers. A there, was, there was a fumble return for a touchdown. I mean, there's a lot of momentum things that happened that went their way. But hey, they they beat a team that's a playoff contender, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. What I, mean, I what I hope happened since it was his debut. I hope that he took in that moment. And he didn't leave the field yet. I hope that 
he took a game of ball home with him. I hope that he did want to wash his jersey or, you know, the, the crew inspectors or whatever do that for him. I hope that he took in those bumps and bruises and those scars on the drive home to his house. And, you know, like, I, I hope that that moment he doesn't forget for the rest of his life. And I hope he continues to drive and be successful off that. And seeing something like that happens, like, that's cool because you remember where you were when you seen that quarterback throw their first completed touchdown or win MVP, win divisional titles and et cetera like that. So that's good. The Tua debut knocked it out of the park, man. It's great. You think he's going to be any good? I hope he's some I hope he's some type of good. This is what I honestly feel I don't about. like him cuz he's from Alabama. <laughs> well, Alabama always angers me. Nick Saban boys. He oh. Can I be honest? I feel like in the next 5 to 6 years there need to be a whole new wave of quarterbacks in the National Football League and I'm sorry to say this, your Brady's have to be retired, your Big Ben has to be retired. Lefties? No, like a new like field of like Oh, there will be, yeah. A new generation of quarterbacks. But I'm saying like Ben has to be gone. Brady has to be gone. Drew has to be gone. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm not ready for that, but I am ready for that, to be truly honest. Um so shout out to the homie Justin Dome. Justin Dome's PS two reviews, man. Proud of you for doing your own thing out here. Um he loves Arby's. He loves his family. I love Arby's. He does. He loves his little girl. He loves wrestling. So, like, uh, big shout out to the homie Justin Dome. Um, we need, <laughs> we, need, we need this bye week. Yes. We honestly got. We need this bye week. Yes. I need this bye week as and, a Browns fan. And unfortunately, this week we will not be coming from from first stop live on a Sunday morning from eleven to twelve forty five like we usually do. Uh, we will be back the week after, so you can catch us that Sunday morning from 11 o'clock till 12.45, right before kickoff. Yep, with the Cleveland Browns face off against the Houston Texans. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I can't the, wait to get into it next Wednesday, though. Next Wednesday, first stop. I might be there. I might Man, not out, be there. The depends ba- on how uh, work goes. I mean, I mean, next Wednesday here. I oh, know, next yeah, Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we'll talk about, we'll oh, talk yeah. about some Houston Texans. we got to see what they got to do this week. I mean, you never know. They're, uh, I picked them to lose. Mm-hmm. Did you pick them to win? I think I picked them to lose. Peyton, hurry up. What are you doing? Do you, oh, my goodness. I'm just going to lean over here. So... On that note, I'm over hovering Parker Pierce. This is called social distancing. But on that note, we will see you tomorrow morning. Listen in Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor. YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Twitter, Twitch, we're on it all around Facebook. Like it, love it, subscribe to it. See you next Wednesday, 7.30 to 9.30 from Riggs' house live. On that note, though, check out Justin Doan's MLB The Show 06 Review. We're going to play that next. We will see you next week, though. Have a good night. Pittsburgh sucks. Thank God he didn't have a mustache for that. And now here comes the batter. Two for three today. He did get a home run earlier in the third inning. They're down by two here in the bottom of the ninth. Here comes the pitch. Fastball. Swung on and driven deep to left field. Way back at the wall. He made the catch. Welcome to MLB The Show.
Welcome to Jones PS2 Reviews. Today we are reviewing MLB The Show 06. Before we talk about it, let's take it down to Michael Porter for some facts about the game. Hey Justin, so today you're playing MLB The Show 06, which is actually the first in the MLB PlayStation exclusive line to be called The Show. Originally, it was just MLB and then The Year, but starting with MLB The Show 06 and onward, they've all been MLB The Show and then The Year. So this is the very first of The Show uh, line of games. Are you kidding me? That wasn't a strike, Ump! Squirrel off! You know what? I gotta talk about the game. Let's show some video clips. I gotta go kill this umpire. The game looks really good for being in 2006. This is when we're starting to get to where the sporting games were actually fun and not crappy garbage. I mean, it really looks like a real broadcast of a game. Replays, everything. The gameplay's good. Definitely a good game. So, does MLB 06 The Show go in the good pile, the average pile, or the bad pile? It's a game from 2006 and a sporting game at that. And even still, I can play this with my brother, with any one of my friends. It's a good baseball game. It definitely goes in the good pile. I like baseball games and sporting games to be in general. Like, you can go back to some games that, and we'll definitely talk about all the sporting games, like the college hoops, the NCAA uh, basketball, all those games are probably not good. But for the most part, the MLB games from beginning to now are very good games, and I really do appreciate them. I love them. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll play with old guys that aren't even playing anymore. So yeah, it's a good game. Thank you for watching Don't PS3 Reviews. Make sure you stay tuned for all of this weekend's reviews. It's going to be crazy leading up to Monday's big, huge review. That review is going to be so crazy. Please watch it. Remember to follow me on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, Don't PS3 Reviews. Thank you, and knock it out of the park.